I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, could still be intact but what is the likelihood of that when if you trace the source of each resource they've got they tapped into the veins of the masses the system maintains feeding on their youthfulness and draining from their brains and then the weak ones are rejected armed and turned toward the strife they return with force and take away their life but make no mistake there is life in abundance for all to partake so war is redundant and hate is futile but too many put feeling We all are the same The essence of life in this physical plane So nothing can restrain the love You just have to claim the love Yes, I remember the censorship of showing your roots Deception with no lie conditioning for the youths Straightening their follicles while twisting their minds Replacing all traditions with their programs for decline But as I rebel, my naughty swells defiant of the taming My natural advantage I'm proclaiming These spirals map the course of life and represent the force of life Connected to the source of life So make no mistake There is life in abundance for all to partake So war is redundant and hate is futile But too many put feelings We all are the same The essence of life in this physical plane So nothing can restrain the love you just have to claim it, you just have to claim it, you just have to claim the love. Claim the love. 
Yes, make no mistake There is life in abundance for all to partake So war is redundant and hate is futile But too many put feelings in They all are the same The essence of life in this physical plane Nothing can restrain the law. You just have to claim it. 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 You just have to claim the law. Sasea mponewa awo die mwa osana ya adani die mebewa medaimo metiasea medaimo dre dre damrifatre I am the earth and water I am the full moon I am the first mother the universal womb they call me sacred lotus wisdom of the cancer cream the mother ship that brought the first terrestrial being I come from distant planets and now I have returned I am the great goddess come to you in human form mysterious by nature I hold my magic wand cast my kairi shells and read them in the dirt I stand on my power is electric you feel it in my gaze I will live on when others perish in the end of days they call it I mortal I move through space portals my body turns to dust I traded for a better model I am the shrine keeper civilization teacher I am the sun's reflection and the divine receiver I birthed the last giants now call the juggernauts when I designed the trees I made the roots from my Nazi locks I am the fertile ground and I am heaven's skies I'm made of dark matter and full of pure light I'm just a tiny proton inside the smallest atom I am a black hole pulling stars inside my chasm you think you know me but my name eludes you well I am your consciousness and I'm your dream spell I am but all things yet I am none at all enemies fear me but mostly they just respect and all something as we say I'm compelled by a spiritual force that I cannot resist besides me I share can't keep fast by the shade um which means which means a spiritual force that I cannot resist I am the earth and water, I am the full moon, I am the first mother, the universal womb. They call me sacred lotus, wisdom of the kind supreme, the mothership that brought the first terrestrial being. I come from distant planets, and now I have returned. I am the great goddess, come to you in human form, mysterious by nature. I hold my magic wand, cast my carry shells, and read them in the dirt I stand on. My power is electric, you feel it in my gaze. I will upon when others perish in the end of days. They call it I mortal, I move through space portals. My body turns to dust, I traded for a better model. I am the shrine keeper, civilization teacher. I am the sun's reflection and the divine receiver. I birthed the last giants, now call the juggernauts. When I designed the trees, I made the roots from my Nazi locks. I am the fertile ground, and I am heaven's skies. I'm made of dark matter and full of pure light. I'm just a tiny proton inside the smallest atom. I am a black hole, pulling stars inside my chasm. You think you know me, but my name eludes you well. I am your consciousness, and I'm your dream spell. I am but all things, yet I am none at all. Enemies fear me, but mostly they just respect it all. They always thought Africa was something dark and mysterious because of lack of knowledge. 
you want to go to Africa, go back to Africa. You know, all those kind of negative things that try to make you really feel bad, but, you know, it just shows their own ignorance. Because I feel good about my Africanism. joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tane. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is contrails or chemtrails, details on how to heal ourselves. Contrails or are they chemtrails? But I have the details on how to heal ourselves. We're going to look to the Bible as there's nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already covered. Yes, he has covered this as well. We're going to start off in Jeremiah 10.2. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them. They're dismayed because they're the ones that caused it. And Deuteronomy 28, 24. 
the Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. For heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. And First Timothy 5.23 Drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmaries. In Exodus 15.26 And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And last but not least, Revelation 18.23 And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. By their sorceries were all nations deceived. We're not going to be deceived. We're awake and aware. And we're not going to have fear. We're going to get into this theme tonight. Contrails or chemtrails. Details on how to heal ourselves. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. Praises be to the Father, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is a revival, hallelujah, hallelujah. We are gonna live with love and harmony. No bad mind could never stop we. Praises be to the Father, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is a revival, hallelujah, halleluj
the Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When I go follow the people with pies and moat, them chat all the things that they won't get me out of. Them never want to see we elevate now, but the blessing where we have them can't overthrow. Nothing what you do can get me down. We are going to rise to the top. Sound the trumpet and sound it loud. He's my life, he wears a crown. Praise it be to the Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is a revival. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are going to live with love and harmony. No bad mind could never stop we. Praise be to the Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to praise Him. We're going to praise Him, yeah. We're going to praise Him, yeah. We're going to praise Him.
the full of love and grace Selfish yet to give and be our light Maybe we destroy in vain Pleasure in no care can cause much pain Now it's you and it's me and it's I and I It's me and it's we in the world Shine in the light of abundance we are Blessings and grace, and I'm back with tonight's theme, Contrails or Kentrails, Details on How to Heal Ourselves. Now, the familiar aviation term contrail is a contraction of the two words condensation and trail. Similarly, a chemtrail is a logical application of the contraction rule, where two similar words, chemical and trail, are spliced together as a single recognizable word. The term chemical trail became part of the NASA lexicon when published in the document Chemical Aspects of Upper Atmosphere Research. Um, in this, in this um, following excerpt, Langley Research Center released tetramethyl-lead vapor trails in lower atmosphere, thus in search for a satisfactory chemilucinant agent, the Langley Research Center released tetramethyl-lead vapor trails in the lower heterosphere doing two nighttime early morning experiments on January 22, 1964. In each experiment, about 22 pounds of liquid PCCH3 were carried aloft by a type of rocket. 
and the visible chemical trail extended from the altitude of about 89 kilometers to 113 kilometers. Now that was published on May 8, 1964, pages 6 and 7, Chemical Aspects of Upper Atmosphere Research. Now contrary to rumors of quote-unquote conspiracy theory, the Department of Defense invented and published the term chemical trails in 1990 as a title to a chemistry manual for new pilots attending the esteemed U.S. Air Force Academy. With the manual funded by the American taxpayer, the term chemtrails continues to be used by observers to describe unusual jet aircraft or rocket emissions. In Edda in etymological terms, the origin of the word is very important. Regardless of the intended definition, history clearly shows the term chemtrails originated at the U.S. Department of Defense as the title for a chemistry manual, like I just said previously, used by the Air Force Academy cadet training program in the early 1990s. Now, two editions of the chemtrail manuals are known to exist, a 200-page version, for the 1994 class and a 232-page version for the 1991 class. The course titled Chemtrails was so popular as to be adopted by the Department of Defense for the last two academic years. Now, a chemtrail is a visible trail left in the sky by an aircraft and believed by some to consist of chemical or biological agents released as part of a covert operation. Okay? And it's the blend of chemical and trail. So the so the other definition is is that it's defined as an exotic weapon in HR 2977 in the Space Preservation Act of 2001. HR 2977 in the Space Preservation Act of 2001, a chemtrail is defined as an exotic weapon. And the origin is the Department of, of Defense title to a chemistry manual, like I mentioned before. And a microfilm copy of chemtrails is available through the Interlibrary Loan System. Okay? The Interlibrary Loan System. You can see a copy of the microfilm. And the complete 220-page chemtrail manual is available for download if you go to chemtrailsplanet.net. So you can read for yourself what the manual states and what they're teaching to the Air Force Academy. And so in 2001, U.S. Representative Dennis Kucinich introduced H.R. 2977, the Space Preservation Act of 2001. Okay, the text of the bill defines chemtrails as an exotic weapon. An exotic weapon. Exotic is true to form. Now, there are documentaries that are out. One that I highly recommend and getting more information on this topic is a documentary called What in the World Are They Spraying? What in the World Are They Spraying? And so the question of the hour is, are chemtrails legal? Are chemtrails legal? So the U.S. law allows testing of chemicals and biological agents on civilian population. Public Law 105-85, which is dated November 18, 1997. 
Public Law 105-85, dated November 18, 1997, Use of Human Subjects for Testing of Chemical or Biological Agents. Now, Section 1078, Restrictions on the Use of Human Subjects for Testing of Chemical or Biological Agents. And so they have prohibited activities the Secretary of Defense may not conduct directly or by contract. And so number one is any test or experiment involving the use of chemical agent or biological agent on a civilian population. Or two, any other testing of a chemical agent or a biological agent on human subjects. Now that's under A, prohibited activities. Now B has the exceptions, which is a subsection to C, D, and E. The prohibition in subsection A does not apply to a test or experiment carried out for any of the following purposes. And these are the following purposes that are the exception. One, any peaceful purpose that is related to medical, therapeutic, pharmaceutical, agricultural, industrial, or research activity. Two, any purpose that is directly related to protection against toxic chemicals or biological weapons or agents. And three, any law enforcement purpose. Any law enforcement purpose, including any purpose related to riot control. Including any purpose related to riot control. So Section A prohibits these cruel and inhumane chemicals and biological tests on humans. Then Section B says that the prohibitions in Section A do not apply to tests carried out for virtually any purpose. So Section B completely negates the prohibitions of Section A. In other words, the U.S. government can test chemicals and biological agents on humans for nearly any purpose they desire. Now, a biological agent defined in this section, the term biological agent means any microorganism, including bacteria, viruses, fungi, protozoa, pathogens, or infectious substance, and any naturally occurring bioengineered or synthesized component of any such microorganism, pathogen, or infectious substance, whatever its origins or method of production that is capable of causing. In other words, the U.S. government can test chemicals and biological agents on humans. At the end of the day, that's the truth. And it's part of the law. Now, informed consent. Okay, some argue that, un that none of this activity can be conducted without informed consent, as stated in Section C, which reads, Informed consent required. The Secretary of Defense may conduct a test or experiment described in Subsection B only if informed consent to the testing was obtained from each human subject in advance of the testing of that subject. Although Section C seems to provide some protection for us and that it requires us to be notified in advance if this testing is to take place, in reality, it does not provide any protection at all because you've already been informed in advance and you've already given your consent because this law was publicly available for everyone to read. You have been informed. Because you have not contested it, that's what the courts are are here for.
you have provided your consent. We were told it was made publicly available for everyone to read. We have been informed, and no one contested it. This law is part of a contract between you and the government. When the terms of the contract are known and uncontested, it's called acquiescence. Acquiescence essentially means that both parties are in agreement. Acquiescence, submit or comply silently without protest. So when the law was published, you were informed. Because you have not challenged it in court, you have, con you have consented. By your own inaction, you have said, sure, go ahead and um, do what you will. Because this contract meets the judicial requirements of remedy and recourse, it is legally binding. It is legally binding. So the reality of chemtrails is obvious to most people, but the ability of the general public to ignore reality is profound. And we have been trained from birth to believe what makes us feel better instead of aligning ourselves with the truth. Hence the plethora of skeptics who reject any idea that counter their biases without actually investigating it. A true skeptic seeks out all data within the context of an idea and then makes an educated determination about validity. Acknowledging that validity is determined by supportive data, not personal bias. So the supporting data shows that the U.S. law describing the use of biological agents on the population. It's a law, okay? And since every citizen of the U.S. is an agent of government per birth certificate, social security number, among other things, when a legal code is passed, it places the imperative of objection on each citizen. And failure to take action and unconsent from the contract, which allows the government to test biological agents, is consent acquiescence. Now there is a hundred percent undeniable evidence that chemtrails exist. Um, there is a video of Rosalind Peterson who was the president of the Agricultural Defense Coalition. In it she addresses the United Nations on chemtrails, geoengineering, and weather modification which is also known as HARP. If you were a skeptic before I can assure you that you will not be at the hearing what she has to say to the people in power regarding those subjects, okay? And that is Rosalind Peterson, who's the president of the Agricultural Defense Coalition. And also being questioned was the NASA scientist Douglas E. Rowland, where he admits chemtrails are real. Dr. Rowland gives details about when it all started. It's been done in the 1970s, he says. It's been done recently in the 1990s and 2000s. And he continues, the lithium release in the daytime hasn't been done since the 1970s. Okay, so lithium was only dispersed during the nighttime. Interesting. So a concerned citizen named Sue tries to get more information from Dr. Rowland. Why would it be done now, sir? That's scary, she says. But he only offers his email address for further questions, which is douglas.e.roland at nasa.gov. Now, the intent of the call to NASA was not about chemtrails at all. Sue was concerned about the lithium releases from the rocket experiment, 
Roland's use of chemtrails was gratuitous and entirely appropriate since chemtrails is a contraction of chemical trails historically used by NASA to describe chemical releases from rocket experiments. Roland's suggestion that there are different kinds of chemtrails reveals a range of scenarios where chemtrails are the result of chemical releases from various sources including rockets and jet aircraft. It's now clear that the United States Air Force Academy pilot training manual entitled Chemtrails is a direct reference to Chemtrails release into the atmosphere from a variety of modes, including rockets, jet craft, or other um, ways. Now, since most people are unaware or on the fence about what Chemtrails are, here's a simple definition. Chemtrails are contrails from planes that do not dissipate from the sky that do not dissipate from the sky. Unlike conventional contrails, chemtrails will linger in the sky and spread out, joining with other chemicals to form a cloudy sky on days when actual clouds aren't even in the sky. It is even possible to see a grid in the sky made entirely of chemtrails. It is believed that these toxic man-made clouds are very high in aluminum as well as other hazardous heavy metals. There's been a lot of controversy over the last 20 years or so about what they are, why they are in our skies, and what they are comprised of. It has been speculated by many that chemtrails are actually geoengineering our skies for some purpose unknown to us. Are we purposely being poisoned to satisfy some dark agenda? I've heard that some chemtrails are good and that without them we would succumb to global warming. And there's also plenty of people who believe that chemtrails are not real and that they are just normal contrails. It's the atmospheric conditions on any given day that determine whether the contrails dissipate immediately or linger for the entire day, creating a cloudy sky. Now, when questioned about chemtrails, government officials typically won't entertain the question, but if they do respond, they say that chemtrails do not exist. However, recently, as I mentioned earlier, NASA has admitted to chemtrails being real, as well as Germany. It is also of interest that Monsanto, the genetically modified organism seed company, that um, Monsanto has issued a, a patent on aluminum resistant seeds. Aluminum resistant seeds Monsanto has issued a patent for. Why would they need to do this? Why? Perhaps this is due to the high aluminum content of the chemtrails overhead. It is also possible to Google chemtrails and find plenty of images of them with plenty of pictures comparing them to regular contrails. There are also, like I mentioned previous, um, documentaries, excellent award-winning documentaries on chemtrails for those interested in educating themselves about this threat. One, the first one I mentioned earlier, what in the world are they spraying? And the second one is called, why in the world are they spraying? Why in the world are they spraying? What in the world are they spraying? And why in the world are they spraying? I highly recommend both of those documentaries. So now that we know a little about these chemical clouds, what can we do to protect ourselves from them? Well, since it's believed that chemtrails are high in aluminum, we can take a couple of things to protect ourselves against aluminum toxicity. First, curcumin. 
Curcumin is very important as it's probably the best nutrient known to prevent toxic overload of aluminum in the body. A therapeutic dosage of curcumin would be 500 milligrams per day. Look for Cucurmin 95. It's one of the most popular and effective forms of this potent spice. Next, take silica. Under normal conditions, aluminum is not easily removed from the body, but silica has been found to be quite effective at removing it. Look for the activated form of silica. Lastly, as chemtrails are highly likely in um to be filled with other heavy metals, take something regularly that helps gently remove these dangerous metals from your body. Okay? Something that, that can remove dangerous metals from your body. Now, according to Ajonas Vonderplanets, who's a PhD, Ajonas Vonderplanets, who's a PhD, on um, MeyerMagics.com, he did a laboratory examination of those chemicals found that they were manufacturing waste from military industry and biowarfare substances. In several laboratory analyses, the compositions of chemtrails were revealed. Um, so far, he has 13 components, aluminum barium, aluminum oxide, bacillia and molds, Pseudomonas aragonisosa, Pseudomonas fluorescens, Bacilli amylocaphaceans, Streptomyces, Entrobacteriaceae, Serratia marsens, human white blood cells, a restrictor enzyme used in research labs to snip and combine DNA, Entrobacter clocal, other bacilli and other toxic molds. Now an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So here are just some things that one can do. An age-old trick of people who are environmentally ill, they wear a scarf or mask over their nose and mouth to filter any chemicals out in the air they breathe. If you see chemtrails in the sky, you and all of your loved ones should be doing the same. Also, consider purchasing high-quality air filters for your home. High-quality air filters from your home, which are designed to remove small particles, bacteria and chemicals from the air. A water filter. A water filter will be just as crucial. Also for those that have their own gardens, of course greenhouses are always good and I saw one blogger mention covering her garden with a thin plastic on spray days. The thinnest grade of plastic, she points out, allows the plants to not suffocate or overheat but still protects them and remove it after the spraying is done and wear gloves and wash them and your hands thoroughly. Also, in his article, Living Safely in a Polluted World, Your Home Should Be a Haven, Dr. Leon Chattow suggests taking off your shoes prior to entering your home. This is not merely for housekeeping purposes, but for chemical hygiene. Heavy metals such as lead may be contaminating the soil from prior exhaust fumes exposure. Um, he writes, it lasts many years prior to breakdown and clings to dust particles. Other chemicals also cling to dust, he writes. With chemical sprays, the same cautions may be observed. Extra vacuuming and dusting will be key. Also, vacuuming your furniture, rugs, drapes. Yes, drapes especially. Don't forget how much they may filter out from incoming air. Close your windows and doors on spray days. Immediately throw out any vacuum bags 
after use. Also, essential oils in your home not only smell pleasant, but have antimicrobial action. Tea tree and oregano oils are particularly effective against viruses and bacteria, with citrus oils following second in line. Lavender oil will kill some dust mites too, but has less antiviral, antibacterial action than the oregano and tea tree oils. It's perfectly okay to mix the above oils together. Very lightly spray them on your drapes, carpets, floors, and put them in your heat vents. Consider very lightly spraying them in your car too, particularly on floor mats and seats. Essential oils are exceptionally powerful, so don't overdo them. And two drops in a mug full of tea water or about four to six drops in a sprayer bottle of water are all you need. Just enough to smell nice without being overpowering. Okay, and don't use if you have infants because it may be too strong. And, you know, spread the word. Spread the word about the use of the tea tree oils and the oregano oils in one's car so that we can all you know, stay healthy together. And a few select foods and supplements can also help, like chlorella. Chlorella pulls heavy metals from tissues and encapsulates toxins to prevent reabsorption in the digestive tract. Chlorella, C-H-L-O-R-E-L-L-A, pulls heavy metals from tissue and encapsulates the toxins to prevent reabsorption in the digestive tract, and pectin. Pectin absorbs heavy metals in the intestines and assists with removal. Pectin, apple pectin to be specific. Okay, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Thank the most high for apples. Pectin, it absorbs the heavy metals in the intestines and assists with the removal. And cilantro, cilantro eliminates mercury, lead, and aluminum from the body. And kombu seaweed, kombu seaweeds, K-O-M-B-U, seaweed, is rich in heavy metal absorbing alginate and oxygenated silver. Oxygenated silver destroys bacteria, viruses, and fungus. And activated charcoal, you can get charcoal tablets. Activated charcoal binds to heavy metals for, for safe removal from the body. And so as a powerful detoxifier of heavy metals, parasites, pollutants, bacteria, fungi, and viruses, bentonite clay is excellent defense against chemtrails. For internal consumption, only ingest the food-grade variety known as calcium bentonite clay. It can also be used in a bath for gentle detoxification through the skin. Additionally, DMPS, sodium 23 Dimercaptopropane, isulfonate, is a sulfuric acid salt which is extremely effective in removing heavy metals from the body. In, Labrador, in um, laboratory tests, when an intravenous shot of DMPS was given, 90% of the heavy metals were excreted through the kidneys after 24 hours. So oral supplementation is also an option, although it's considered less effective. Okay, so again, that's activated charcoal, oxygenated silver, kombu seaweed, cilantro, pectin, chlorella, okay? Ways to get the heavy metals out of your body safely and securely. And back to the apple pectin, 
apple pectin helps remove radiation from the system and it's available in bottles at most health food stores flavored or unflavored if one wishes to simply consume a lot of apples or raw unfiltered apple juice these are also viable alternatives apple pectin is a source of water soluble fiber which has gel forming effect when mixed with water as a dietary fiber apple pectin is helpful in maintaining good digestive health Pectin is defined as any group of white, amorphous, complex carbohydrates that occurs in ripe fruits and certain vegetables. Rich in fruits rich in pectin are the peach, apple, currant, plum, and protopectin is present in unripe fruits, and it is converted to pectin when the fruit ripens. Now, fresh royal jelly or the small, inexpensive files of Chinese bee pollen and royal jelly are also good to help and kamut. Kamut grain is an ancient grain, a close relative to durum wheat. It is growing in popularity as an alternative to traditional wheat sources because it is considered nutritionally superior to many forms of wheat. Research suggests the kamut grain may have been the first may have first grown in either Egypt or Asia. It was known as Pharaoh's grain. Pharaoh's grain. And cilantro, as I mentioned before, cilantro is another way, um, is intestinal detoxification. Chelation therapy is probably the very best method to remove metals from the body, is by the EDTA chelation therapy. Chelation works by EDTA, an amino acid binding to the heavy metals molecules and being excreted by the body. It's a safe and effective medically approved process to treat heavy metal poisoning. Alkaline based foods. You know, you have to have your alkaline based based foods. And something that um, we can also do is red wine. A glass of red wine before bedtime or after prolonged exposure because the red wine contains tartaric acid from which cream of tartar is made. Like in the praise up when I mentioned that the Most High said, in these times, take some wine. Overstand the glory of the Most High. A glass of red wine or white wine before bedtime after prolonged exposure because wine contains tartaric acid from which cream of tartar is made. And the tartaric acid helps to break down and eliminate and encapsulate those metals. And um, lemon balm, lemon balm tincture, Melissa officinalis, you know, is, um, is also, it has a light, fresh, lemony scent that is strengthening to the immune system and revitalizing, yet soothing and calming, okay? And grapeseed extract. Grapeseed extract is highly recommended as well as pomegranate seed oil. Pomegranate seed oil is the only plant sources of, conju of conjugated fatty acids, and pernuic acid is compounded closely related to conjugated linoleic acid, CLA, and punic acid in pomegranate seed oil has been called super CLA whose effect is even more potent than ordinary CLA, and pomegranate concentrate or pomegranate jelly are all worthy substitutes to assist the problem when the seed oil is not available, but are not as concentrated in the vital ingredients or as effective.
And again, another essential oil spray mix would be 15 drops of citronella, 3 drops of pine, 4 drops of tea tree oil, 25 drops of lemongrass. After spraying the above essential oil mix, breathe it in, hold the mist in your lungs for about 5 seconds, and you'll feel the effect of the chemtrails dissipate. You can also mix a batch of 60% isopropyl rubbing alcohol to 40% water and spray your living area just before and after a chemtrail um, spraying to kill the microbes created from spraying. And um, also ice cream. If nothing else is available, yes, ice cream. The mucus formed by the ice cream in the body helps surround and pass the chemtrail ingredients through the lower intestinal tract where they would normally build up and cause gastrointestinal toxicity. So even ice cream can help ones, okay? There's no excuse not to get these chemical, um, these chemicals and heavy toxic metals out of your body. Now, on a lighter note, even though this is a very serious subject, for those entrepreneurs out there, um, in my research I found a call for ones to start opening up um, chemtrail cafes that serve the foods that we need to get these um, toxic metals out of our body. You can have apple smoothies and ice creams and alkalizing foods so that ones can stop and go inside and get relief from what's happening in the air outside. So hopefully this information has opened one's eyes and um, causes one to look in their, in their home and figure out how they can help protect themselves and their family and to look up every now and then. They give us all of these devices to keep our heads down so that we can see, we can't see what's happening up overhead. But we have to look to the skies. We have to look to the skies and see what's happening. And for those ones that are so inclined to contact your local politicians and poise grievances and contest, contest what's happening so that, you know, maybe there can be a reversal of this law because I feel it's unnecessary. We should not be sprayed on like roaches getting raided on. It's too much. You know, so let's take this information as knowledge is power and empower ourselves with it and heal ourselves and let them know by living and breathing in health and strength that the devil's a lie, a cheater and a thief. But the most high got something for that. Overstand the grace of the nature of the most high is what heals and it has been revealed in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, starting off on Reuters.com. Africa has world's second fastest banking growth and profitability. Africa has emerged as world's number two banking market in terms of growth and profitability, according to study by management consulting firm McKinsey & Company. Low banking penetration and income levels, as well as economies that are largely caste-based or viewed as high credit risk, have long been considered major obstacles to the development of the continent's banking sector. 
but the McKinsey report released on Wednesday, drawing on performance data from around 35 of Africa's leading banks and surveys of banking executives and customers, said that the number of banked Africans grew from 170 million in 2012 to nearly 300 million last year. That figure is expected to rise to $450 million in the next five years, with banking revenue ra- rising to $129 billion from about $86 billion now. Globally, the banking industry is facing disappointing returns and sluggish growth, the report says. Africans' banking sector provides a refreshing contrast. Its markets are fast-growing and nearly twice as profitable as the global average. However, the growth is by no means evenly spread, either geographically or among income groups. Only five countries, South Africa, Nigeria, Egypt, Angola, and Morocco, currently account for 68% of Africa's total banking revenue. And about 60% of the total retail revenue growth of nearly $18 billion expected over the next five years will be concentrated in South Africa, Egypt, Nigeria, Morocco, and Ghana. Where you are in Africa matters in a big way, the report says. About 65% of African banks' profitability and 94% of their revenue growth are attributed to their geographical footprint. And though only 15% of Africans had annual income above $5,000, wow, only 15% of Africans had an annual income above $5,000 last year. McKinsey's research indicated that nearly 70% of retail banking revenue growth through 2025 will come from customers earning between $6,000 and $36,000. Meanwhile, heavy staff costs and labor-intensive paper-dominated processes hold back productivity, the report said. Credit risk also remains a concern, with non-performing loans accounting for more than 5% of Africa's bank portfolios. So Africa has the world's second fastest banking growth and profitability. And moving forward, the Melissa Harville LeBron. Melissa Harville LeBron becomes the first African-American woman to own a NASCAR team. Women have been setting the standard through many business ventures throughout the years, and Melissa Harville LeBron is no different. Her plan to scare her sons out of taking up the hobby of racing cars only led her to become the first African-American woman to own a team licensed by NASCAR. According to Black Enterprise, Harville LeBron's experience with race cars began when she took her sons to a NASCAR experience event at Charlotte Super Speedway with hopes of stopping them from taking up the sport. However, that didn't work. She said, I got invited to a NASCAR experience and I brought my boys thinking that it would discourage them from driving, but it did not work that way. After realizing the lack of diversity in the sport, Harville LeBron was motivated to invest and create E2 Northeats Motorsports under the umbrella of W.M. Stone Enterprises, Inc. According to the site, her team has become the first multicultural team to race competitively in NASCAR with four black and Latino drivers, two of those drivers being her own sons. It's important for our culture to push generational wealth to our children. 
it's important for our culture to push generational wealth to our children. It's important to lead by example. All too often, children see negative images of our culture, and I think it's very important for people of our culture actually succeeding in business, said Harville LeBron. So big ups to Melissa Harville LeBron, who became the first African-American woman to own a NASCAR team. And moving forward, Florida lawmakers approve teachers carrying guns. Florida lawmakers have approved a bill allowing teachers to carry guns inside of classrooms. The bill ensures the safety of students by arming teachers who are willing to carry firearms inside schools. Last week, the same lawmakers refused to approve a bill that banned semi-automatic assault weapons like the AR-15 used by the Parkland school shooter. The legislation was part of a package of bills created in the aftermath of the school massacre on Valentine's Day. In addition to allowing guns in classrooms, Florida Senate Rules Committee agreed to raise the legal age for purchasing firearms to 21. The senators also agreed to confiscate weapons from people with mental health issues. The Florida House Rules Committee will take up similar package of bills in Tallahassee on Tuesday. A new legislation concerned parents of boys who might want to challenge trigger-happy teachers. It bothers me to think as a father of two young boys to tell them to not be aggressive to your teacher, said Senator Oscar Brannigan. Brannigan said that he and other black fathers will now have to add teachers to the list when discussing with their sons how to behave around authority figures. Please don't make it dangerous for children who look like my children to go to school, he said before the Senate Rules Committee approved the bill on Monday. So blessings and strength to those in Florida who now have teachers are carrying guns to school. And on um, another note, in reference to our health and well-being, and also to one man in particular, a CDC epidemiologist has been missing for almost two weeks after going home from work sick. He is an African-American man um, from Morehouse College and Harvard University graduate. Timothy Cunningham is an epidemiologist and a commander under the U.S. Health Service Corps at the Center for Disease Control. He has traveled all over the world to respond to public health crises such as Hurricane Sandy and the Ebola virus and the Zika virus. Since diseases are not foreign to Cunningham, it is very, it is very suspicious and equally devastating that he's been missing ever since he left work after feeling sick almost two weeks ago. WSB-TV reports that 35-year-old Cunningham actually made it to work but told fellow employees that he wasn't feeling well and that he'd finished working at home. This was Monday, February 12th, and he's had not been heard from since. His parents have come down from Maryland to assist with the search and say that his keys, phone, and wallet were left behind, as well as his dog, which is unusual. This is not normal. This is definitely out of the ordinary, his father, Terrell Cunningham, said. Cunningham has, hasn't contacted close friends and family since the 12th, and they're pleading with the public to help find who the CDC calls a highly respected member of the CDC family. Center for Disease Control. This is an appeal to the public. Anyone who has seen Tim or may know anything about his whereabouts, 
We're seeking your help to bring Tim back safe to us, Terrell Cunningham said. Timothy Cunningham is six feet tall and weighs 200 pounds. He has black hair and brown eyes. He's honey colored. Anyone with information on his whereabouts is asked to call 911. Blessings to the family of Timothy Cunningham, and hopefully he can be found and um, found alive in Yeshua's name. And moving forward, Kentucky, there's a Kentucky bill, according to AJC.com, a Kentucky bill would terminate parental rights of women after birth of drug-addicted babies. The Kentucky bill would terminate rights of children born to drug-addicted babies. Now, while critics have accused states and the federal government of being slow to act in addressing the crisis, there's been a recent spotlight on the pharmaceutical companies' roles in the epidemic. This is the opioid epidemic. The opioid epidemic in the U.S. has claimed millions of victims and has spread even to even more remote corners of American society. And in particular, in Kentucky, they're taking steps to try to protect babies born to drug-addicted mothers. A new bill in the state's legislature would terminate the parental rights of mothers of babies born to addicted drugs, classifying the newborns as addicted and abused at birth, according to the Associated Press. The new mothers would lose their babies unless they are enrolled in drug treatment programs. The state would require to begin the process of terminating parental rights within 60 days of the birth of a drug-addicted baby. The Republican Kentucky House Majority Caucus, Chairman David Meade, introduced House Bill 1 to address extensive problems in the state's adoption and foster care system. The website kyfforward.com reported, but he also included an effort to try to address the opioid crisis, which has hit the bluegrass state hard. Many issues have led to the epidemic of children lingering in the state system, including an oversized bureaucracy, the opioid epidemic, and the lack of attention in the past to these issues. House Bill 1 is the first step in putting Kentucky on a different track for adoption and foster care, and truly putting families and children's first, Meade said, according to kwforward.com. And in the same vein of news, Philadelphia is now pushing, according to NBC10, NBCPhiladelphia.com, Philadelphia pushes forward in fighting this opiate crisis that's happening in Philadelphia as well. They're having and creating drug-safe injection sites as part of a fight against the opioid crisis. Now, there are going to be more of these popping up across the United States. The city is asking for private entities for proposals, but potential sites and timeline and how law enforcement would handle the program is still unclear. Philadelphia is looking to establish supervised drug injection sites as an opioid epidemic cements its place as the deadliest public health crisis in the city's modern history. City official announced Tuesday after they would encourage the development of addiction engagement sites that among providing other services would oversee 
medically supervised drug consumption, often known as safe injection sites. The centers are staffed with medical professionals who can immediately respond to an overdose. They also provide critical access to addiction rehabilitation services and clean medical supplies like needles. Dr. Thomas Farley, the city health commissioner, said that the core purpose of the sites would be interacting with drug users and offering addiction treatment services. These sites serve as sites to bring people into drug treatment, he said. We don't see this as simply a site for supervised injection. Potential locations, a framework for overseeing the program, and a timeline for when sites may open are not clear yet. Funding and the program's costs are also unknown. Farley said that the city is looking for private and nonprofit entities to offer their proposals. And in the same informational news sphere, manufacturers will stop marketing opioids and cuts their sales staff in half. Major opioid manufacturer vows to stop marketing the drugs that are the forefront of the nationwide opioid addiction crisis. Purdue Pharma will no longer market opioids, including Oxycontin, to doctors and their patients. They will no longer market. They're going to still make it, but they're not going to market to the doctors and their patients. Purdue was recently served with lawsuits linking the drug maker to the ongoing opioid crisis. Lawmakers, lawmakers praised the drug manufacturer for its decision. The genies out of the bottle. Millions of Americans are opioid addicted. Dr. Anthony Caladani, the director of opioid policy research at Brandeis University, told the New York Daily News on Monday. We need other drug companies, other top manufacturers to do the same thing. Purdue has cut its sales staff by half. The other remaining 200 staffers will focus on the sales of non-opioid drugs to doctors and hospitals. This recognition by Purdue is a step in the right direction. However, it only represents a small fraction of the problem, O'Grady said. The focus still seems to be trying to stop this epidemic by increasing legal consequences rather than treating it as an illness. Opioid addiction is the driving force behind the nation's epidemic of drug overdose deaths. And on the LATimes.com, police accuse Netanyahu, associate of trying to bribe judges. Now, I've been talking about what's been happening in Israel for the past two months and how every weekend the Israelis are protesting against Netanyahu. And they've been closing in on him as corruption and bribery charges have been surrounding his administration. Israel continues to be rocked by new revelations in the cascading series of corruption investigations related to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Two former associates have been arrested and one has agreed to turn state's witness against the Israeli leader. In one twist, the Israel police accused Nir Hefetz, Netanyahu's former communications director, of offering a judge the post of attorney general in exchange for dismissing an indictment against the prime minister's wife, Sarah. It is yet another charge linked to Netanyahu's effort to protect himself and his family from police charges and unfavorable coverage in the media. 
And in another development that may prove devastating to Netanyahu, police announced at 1 a.m. Wednesday that another close associate of Netanyahu's, Shlomo Filber, had agreed to provide testimony against the prime minister. The Hafez investigation could come down to Netanyahu's word against that of the Chief Justice of Israel's Supreme Court. The police accuse Hafez, who remains a confidant of Netanyahu's and who was arrested Sunday, of offering retired Judge Hilla Gerstel a quid pro quo where Netanyahu would appoint her Attorney General in exchange for closing a case in which Sarah Netanyahu was alleged to have abused public funds. Israeli media reports said a shocked Gerstel immediately recounted the events to her friend Esther Hurt, who is now Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Hayut is expected to be questioned as a witness in the case. Filber, the former Director General of Communications Ministry, was arrested on Sunday. He is suspected of granting financial and regulatory benefits to Bezez, Israel's telecom giant, on behalf of Netanyahu. In return, police suspect that Shaul Elevitz, Beskitt's controlling shareholder, ordered the Walla News portal he owns to provide the Netanyahus with positive coverage. Filber, in his early 50s and father of young children, is expected to provide testimony about the privileges Netanyahu is alleged to have provided Bezex and, crucially, about the prime minister's knowledge of the incident. Netanyahu is a suspect in two unrelated criminal cases. Last week, the police recommended Israeli's attorney general indict Netanyahu for bribery, fraud, and breach of trust. In a statement, Netanyahu said, what has happened over the past two days is simply outlandish. It's a scandal. They've brought two delusional, false allegations as part of a campaign persecution against me and my family that has been going on for years already. They show up with a new case every two hours. Netanyahu has not been directly tied to the accusations that Hafez attempted to bribe Judge Gertzel. The prime minister spent much of Tuesday in southern Israeli town of Ashkelon, where he inaugurated a fortified emergency room in the hospital that serves most of South Israel. On Monday, the police revealed that seven of Netanyahu's closest associates, including senior figures in his communications team, have been arrested as suspects in a wide-ranging case of abuse of power. Seven more of his associates. And these are new updates um, to this article that Shlomo Fiber has agreed to testify against the Prime Minister. And also that um, reports that another close associate of Benjamin, of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Shlomo Fiber, is in advanced talks to turn state witness against the Prime Minister. So keep a close eye on Israel as they are trying to bring the Prime Minister down. And what seems to mimic what's been happening in our own country with Trump, with the talks of impeachment. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tech knowledge. Blessings and grace. Dear God, please make me into a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. Dear God, please make me into a bird so I can fly far, far away from here. No one day I'm a 
me juggle everywhere. Sometimes we make a move, me can't find no boss fear. Gonna look for mama die, she said nothing not dead there. Pandy the you them face, I see the pain.
five gold medals, but I heard she caught hell Cause her scalp swept out the jail in her ponytail Phony females and males were lost since a sale Many rivers across so they reached the inner well That it takes to stand back and say, good for you You someone I admire Instead of being envious, focus on acquiring the skills by design to build on you Folks will recognize and say you the truth By the way you display belief in what you do Gotta learn not to take it personal Haters gon' hate cause they know you don't Widen your perspective to a broader scope Keep on taking risks, steady rock the show The head is the home of the brain, you know what I'm saying? Don't stress over the tresses, our ancestors manifested a short lesson in West African dance style. Your gay lace supposed to fly off when you're taking a chance, child. Drummers get wild and they have moon formation. Boom bap communicates to the cosmic federation. Genetic code meant for a lot, so quit hating.
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with technology, starting off at Blavity.com. How Black-owned Spoke Hub reinvigorates social media to unmask meaningful conversations. For everyone who's ever wished for an authentic, relevant social media experience, take a moment to think about your recent experience on Facebook. Your friend posted a great news, and you're super excited for them, but when was the last time you actually spoke to that person? college, high school, you decide you'd like to learn more about their life since you last two connected, so you move on to Instagram to find to find their curated life. Everyone who's ever wished for an authentic, relevant social media experience can now join SpokeHub. SpokeHub, S-P-O-K-E-H-U-B, a fast-growing platform that gives users a chance to engage in meaningful conversations about the subjects they care most about. SpokeHub sees social media differently with hopes to bring real conversation back. Launched June 2017, the black-owned tech company is rapidly becoming a go-to platform for users to express views safely with like-minded individuals. Each of the five founders, Robert Hartsfield Jr., Richard Berryman III, John York, John McAdry, and Terry Johnson, wanted to give users called Hubsters something more than a usual social media sites. By downloading SpokeHub through the Apple App Store or Google Play, Hubsters can zero in on those topics that interest them most, from Black Lives Matter to the latest in affordable health care. We offer a platform to connect people with you do or don't know around common interests, where hubsters can agree or disagree but still understand where one another is coming from. Our focus is true two-way engagement, which differentiates us from other social media platforms out, out there, says Hartfield Jr., the company's chief executive officer. The Durham, North Carolina-based company does not have the Silicon Valley story of the most successful technology social media apps that precede it. Backed by the Google for, for Entrepreneurs Exchange Program, Google for Entrepreneurs Exchange Program, SpokeHub is making large waves in the social media space and hopes to inspire the next generation of black entrepreneurs. SpokeHub allows more effective and engaging communication among hubsters around the globe while providing opportunities for businesses and celebrities to have direct access to their customers and fan bases. Rapid analytics are offered to pay users for targeted marketing. The idea for the app first came to York during a local high school basketball game. He knew fans wanted to talk about the referee call they clearly didn't agree with, but he realized there was no place to do so online. Many of his Facebook followers, for example, would not have been interested in a controversial basketball call, so he came up with the idea to provide a room or channel for people with shared interests to converse with each other without the worry of boring others, 
Hartfield's Jr. adds, everyone wants their voice to be heard. Spoke Hub gives you that place to truly engage around the topics you are most passionate about. We've seen people talk smack about their favorite teams during the NFL playoffs with our live scoreboard updates. And also observe people talk about the royal engagement and what Meghan Markle is going to wear. We've even seen people agree to disagree about the Republican tax overhaul bill. The beauty of Spoke Hub is that there is something for everybody. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you can create it and invite other hubsters to join you. Though less than one year old, Spoke Hub is already refining its innovation strategy. We have released augmented reality to increase engagement in fun ways around events, brands, and topics. This functionality allows you to scan an image or logo, which gives the user a chance to see an experience, movie trailer, exclusive content, etc., simply by holding their phone, which drives you to a hub. At many companies, the question is what's next, but at Spoke Hub, we often have to slow ourselves down because innovation is so natural to the heart and soul of our developers, team members, and brand ambassadors. For those ones listening, go to Google Play or the Apple App Store and download Spoke Hub. S-P-O-K-E-H-U-B-E. It's a fast-growing platform that gives users the chance to engage in meaningful conversations about the subjects that they care most about, and it's also a Black-owned tech company. And moving forward, the Blockchain Journal. The Blockchain Journal, the-blockchain-journal.com. Chinese universities are are patenting blockchain technology. Many universities around the world have implemented blockchain research programs. Now several China-based universities are acquiring blockchain patents that could lead to the development of many applications. China State Intellectual Property Office, SIPO, presented new data showing the constant effort made by certain universities such as Zhengzhang University, Shenzhen University, and Chinese Academy of Sciences to obtain patents surrounding blockchain technology. In China, cryptocurrencies are gaining lots of popularity and the government is investing money in academic institutions working on blockchain research and development. There's also an increasing number of companies that are working on development blockchain-based applications. There's a collaborative effort between the government, technology universities, and companies to innovate and get patents for blockchain applications they create. The document published by SIPO explains that Shenzhen University wants a patent a cloud-based blockchain system that facilitates international payment transactions. The, the record informs that the Academy of Sciences in Beijing is currently working on a blockchain ecosystem that can simultaneously support public, private, and consortium blockchains. On the other hand, the patent pursued by Shenzhen University is related to a more specific application of the blockchain technology, which is the intellectual property rights for artists by using blockchain to track and record information on the distribution of artwork. The blockchain technology is continually evolving, and many companies, governments, and schools are trying to integrate the technology into their systems. China is one of the most advanced countries for for technological innovations, and many institutions in the country are working to develop blockchain patents, seeing the potential of the technology. And also, in China, China is using, and this is on the Globe and Mail, Inc., 
theglobeandmailinc.com, China is using big data to detain people before crime is committed. This is like that movie, right? They're using big data to detain people before the crimes are committed. Barely seven months ago, a senior Chinese official promised that artificial intelligence could one day help authorities spot crime before it happens. In the country's far western Xinjiang region, it's already happening. With the establishment of a system that critics call Orwellian in scope and ambition, and which is being used to place people in political re-education. Political re-education programs called the Integrated Joint Operations Platform, or EJOP. It assembles and parses data from facial recognition cameras, Wi-Fi internet sniffers, license plate cameras, police checkpoints, banking records, and police reports made on mobile apps from home visits. And police reports made on mobile apps from home visits. A new report from the Human Rights Watch finds, if the system flags anything suspicious, a large purchase of fertilizer perhaps, or stockpiles of food considered as a marker of, tele of terrorism, it notifies police, who are expected to respond the same day and act according to what they find. Who ought to be taken should be taken says a work report located in by the rights organization. Another official report shows how reports generated by EJOP are used to send people to an occupational skills and education training center where political re-education is carried out. We have documented the connection between a big data program and detention, says Maya Wang, senior China researcher at the Human Rights Watch. We are no longer saying that mass surveillance is deeply and widely intrusive when it comes to privacy rights, which of course is a big alarm. It goes further than that. People are being detained in an arbitrary manner because they are put in these political education facilities. Such re-education can involve forcibly detaining people for months at a time without charges to inculcate them in the political doctrine considered acceptable by the Chinese state. The system is being used in Xinjiang, a region whose largely Muslim Uyghur, Uyghur population has been accused of committing acts of terror in China and abroad. Uyghurs have fought in Afghanistan and Syria, and China has launched a series of strike-hard campaigns in response. The widespread use of political re-education is the latest attempt to root out what China calls extremism. Critics call it racially motivated campaign directed at the Uyghurs, who are being forced to pledge fealty to the Chinese state, study Mandarin Chinese, and participate in cultural customs of the majority Han Chinese population. Big data in, in, in policing often exacerbates some of the biases, Ms. Wang said. Chinese police theorists have identified specific extremist behaviors, which include if you store a large amount of food in your home, if your child suddenly quits school and so on, she said, train a computer to look for such conduct, and then you have big data program modeled upon pretty racist ideas about peaceable 
behaviors that are part of the Yu-Gi-Oh identity, she said. The report adds that some pieces to the puzzle over what is happening in Zhejiang, where it became clear over the last year that tens or perhaps hundreds of thousands of Yu-Gi-Ohs were disappearing without having done anything illegal, said Rian Thom, a historian at Loyola University in New Orleans who has traveled extensively in Zhejiang. No Yu-Gi-Oh in Zhejiang today. Not even the most submissive party loyalist can go to sleep feeling certain that he won't be taken to the re-education camps. This is happening in 2018. The notion of predictive policing would go some way to explain how people can disappear without having crossed any obvious line. Chinese officials, however, have boasted that their new skill in sifting through information allows them to prevent the personal and societal damage that comes from crime. The big data platform in Xinjiang, Jiaxi's county, for example, covers all sorts of information, such as geography, the migrant population, fertilizer, fertilizer purchases, gasoline, and vehicles. Once finding abnormal data, the system will automatically alarm a police officer named Zhu Lingla, told Chinese Nangfang magazine. He added before the application of big data, police often only arrested people after they had committed wrongdoings and the victims suffered losses as a result. Now relying on information technology, they can take pre preventative measures in advance. This is really deep ones. See, I report on what's happening all over the world because sometimes these things are testing grounds for what is to come so that one can be mentally prepared and make solutions and evolutions within themselves to circumvent the stupidness, okay? And moving forward on businessinsider.com, Bill Gates, this man is really something, Bill Gates calls GMOs perfectly healthy. And scientist says he's right. Okay, in a edit in a Reddit Ask Me Anything thread this on um Tuesday, Bill Gates called genetically modified organisms perfectly healthy. Gates also said he saw the breeding technique as an important tool to fight to end world hunger and malnutrition. Though it may seem controversial, Gates's stance is in line with that of most scientists who study GMOs. Bill Gates has a message for those advocating against genetically modified organisms. I'm disappointed. In a Reddit Ask Me Anything thread on Tuesday, Gates said that not only does he view genetically modified foods as perfectly healthy, but that he sees them as a promising tool in a wider array of resources to fight and reduce world hunger. GMO foods are perfectly healthy, and the technique has the possibility to reduce starvation and malnutrition when it's reviewed in the right way, Gates wrote. I don't stay away from non-GMO foods, but it is disappointing that people view it as better. Gates' view may strike some as controversial as many people think that genetically modified foods are dangerous. In recent years, companies have submitted more than 43,000 products more than 43,000 products to the non-GMO project. An organization that certifies products that don't contain, that do not contain genetically modified ingredients. And for those that are interested, go to non-gmoproject.org. Again, that's non-gmoproject.org. And there's a space for shoppers, for retailers, 
for the standard and also how to get verified where you can find the non-GMO products and retailers that sell them for those that do not want to ingest without knowing or just ingest period genetically modified ingredients to make you a genetically modified human. And moving forward on ArsTechnica.com, California now allows driverless cars without a human behind the wheel. California now allows driverless cars without a human behind the wheel. Companies must have remote control and law enforcement interaction plan. On Monday, the California Department of Motor Vehicles approved new rules that would allow self-driving cars to hit the road without a human behind the wheel, ready to take over at any time. The new regulations, which take effect as of April 2nd, will pave the way for companies like Waymo, Uber, GM, and others to continue autonomous vehicle AV testing on the roads of the Golden State and likely will lead to the technology becoming mainstream. In 2014, California was the first state to adopt rules for testing autonomous vehicles on public streets, but now many feel that those regulations were too prescriptive and were not flexible enough to adapt to a technology that is maturing rapidly. As a result, testing programs have flourished in other states like Arizona. This is a major step forward for autonomous technology in California. DMV Director Gene Shiomoto said in a statement, Safety is our top concern, and we are ready to begin working with manufacturers that are prepared to test fully driverless vehicles in California. Among other requirements imposed as part of the permitting process, companies must show that there is a link for, for remote control, allowing the car to be operated from afar. Okay, The rules were discussed during a hearing in Sacramento in 2017. AV makers must also provide a law enforcement action plan, which includes instructions that explain how to contact the remote human operator and how to disengage the autonomous vehicle mode, among other requirements. The rules do not say what kind of data law enforcement will be able to access from the autonomous vehicles. Consumer Watchdog, a group that has routinely opposed autonomous vehicles technology, slammed the new rules in a statement on Monday. A remote test operator will be allowed to monitor and attempt to control a robot car from afar, said John Epp Simpson, the group's privacy project director. It will be just like playing a video game, except lives will be at stake. But California, now allows driverless cars without a human behind the wheel. And on Mashable.com, Google's new AI can predict heart disease by simply scanning your eyes. Google's new AI can predict heart disease by simply scanning your eyes. Researchers from Google and its health tech subsidiary, Verily, announced on Monday that they have successfully created algorithms to predict whether someone has high blood pressure or is at a risk of a heart attack or stroke by simply scanning the person's eyes, 
The Washington Post reports. Google's researchers trained the algorithm with images of scanned retinas from more than 280,000 patients. By reviewing, by reviewing this massive database, Google's algorithm trained itself to recognize the patterns that designated people as at risk. The algorithm's success is a sign of exciting developments in healthcare on the horizon. As Google fine-tunes the technology, it could one day help patients quickly and cheaply identify health risks. But don't get too excited yet. The algorithm did not outperform existing medical approaches, such as blood tests, according to the Washington Post report. The algorithms were able to pick out the patient at risk 70% of the time. 70%. And that's impressive, but it's far from perfect. The procedure also hasn't been replicated or validated to the point where it can broadly be accepted in the scientific community. And experts don't think it will be necessary for Google's technology to replace conventional human-powered care in the near future. That said, it's clear that artificial intelligence and machine learning have the potential to bring added convenience and affordability to the healthcare industry, even in areas as small as our eyes. And of course, Google is in the eye. Overstand. And on um, abc.net.au, the world's first hands-free crop has been planted, grown, and harvested in the United Kingdom, the world's first hands-free, no human hands were used, crop was planted, grown, and harvested in the United Kingdom. Researchers in the United Kingdom have successfully grown the world's first crop of barley using nothing but robot tractors and drones. The project aim was to have no operators in the driving seat of machines or have any agronomist set foot on the one-hectare paddock. Researcher Martin Abel said there was a lot of farming already automated, such as GPS steering, but it was rare to grow an entire crop without anyone stepping into the paddock. Hence the name of the project, Hands-Free Hectcare. Mr. Abel said that the crop was seeded, sprayed, monitored, and harvested autonomously, and it's something farmers could be doing soon. We have been able to show the public that this is something that isn't too far ahead in the future, and it could be happening now, he said, as it has happened. It has also allowed us to raise the perception of agriculture to the public so they see it as a forward-thinking industry and something that might attract new people to the industry. Drone technology automates processes. Researchers use drone technology to automate small agricultural machines such as tractors and chaser bins. They also use drones to monitor and bring samples for agronomists to check. They were also they were essentially our eyes, so we can assess and the field using a multi-spectral camera and get imagery from the field showing us where it was strongest and weakest. They're using a multi-spectral camera to get imagery from the field to show us where it was strongest and weakest, Mr. Abel said. We would then send a little ground rover that would collect samples for us that we could conduct agronomy on. 
and this meant we aren't walking out and on the crop as much, therefore protecting the crop a bit more. To get the tractors to work for seeding and harvest, the researchers used an autopilot from a drone, which Mr. Abel said was unconventional for research. We only had a year to do this project, so we had to pick something that didn't require much development, he said. So we had to adapt that system to work like an auto-steer system and achieve those straight lines that farmers are familiar with. Um, after a year of growing, monitoring, and harvesting the crop of barley, the researchers were able to show that the future of farming could be completely automated, but there's still plenty of work and testing to be done on a larger scale. So man has found a way to grow food without man being involved at all and relying totally on automated services. And on the NewYorkPost.com, lab-grown meat is about to be what's for dinner. Familiar cuts of beef, pork, and poultry turned out by San Francisco Bay Area-based Memphis Meats. Again, Memphis Meats is located in San Francisco Bay Area. And its handful of competitors are 100% meat in taste and texture. 100% meat in taste and texture. The sizzle from the grill is there too. But these steaks, chops, and chicken strips are entirely grown from animal cells in a petri dish, not raised down on the farm. Alternatives to conventionally produced meat whose water and land use waste runoff, and the controversy around antibiotic treatments have some consumers rethinking food sources are positioned alongside plant-based meat substitutes to grab nearly one-third of the global protein market in the next few decades, says Liz Specht, senior scientist at the Good Food Institute. Specht, who participated on a panel Wednesday at Northwestern University's Kellogg School of Management, said animal agriculture is ripe for a technology disruption. Animal agriculture is ripe for a technology disruption that recreates the protein platform as we know it. Now, typically cultivating, growing, and slaughtering animals at a cost to the environment, Rethinking meat, including a lab's focus on prime cuts without byproducts, is a trend that's even luring giant traditional food companies like Tyson Foods, the largest U.S. meat company by sales, to take a chance on future combining farm-raised meat, culture-grown meat, and ever-advancing plant-based options like black bean or soy burgers in order to feed the globe's nearly 10 billion people by 2050. Tyson, in 2016, launched a $150 million venture capital fund called Tyson New Ventures, LLC. The fund's first investment was a 5% stake in Beyond Meats, a company making burgers, chicken, and other traditional meat out of peas, carrot fiber, and more. A venture unit of General Mills, GIS, also invested in the company. The Tyson Venture now has a stake in Memphis Meats, which has also drawn funding from Cargill, the privately held agriculture conglomerate. Investment details have not been released, but Memphis said that the time that the Cargill's investment was part of the $17 million in funding that included stakes from Bill Gates, who just spoke about GMO foods are good for you, right? And Richard Branson and the venture capital firms Draper Fisher Jurvetson and Autonomico, 
The Wall Street Journal reported. Justin Whitmore, Executive Vice President of Corporate Strategy and the Chief Sustainability Officer at Tyson, told the Kellogg event that his company considers technology-driven protein, technology-driven protein, as an not as an and, not an or, to conventional meat production, including the 10,000 farmers and ranchers who supply Tyson, as both approaches can go after a share of the $2 billion meat industry. The size of Tyson's supply chain positions it to get the meat out of the lab and onto the store shelves, Whitmore said. We don't want to be disrupted, he said. We want to be part of the disruption. Okay, they don't want to be disrupted in their business. They want to be part of the disruption. Hmm. While it's a tough conversation between Tyson and its producers, Whitmore said, farmers would be short-sighted to dismiss sustainability concerns. It takes about 3,963 gallons of water to produce 2.2 pounds of beef compared to 422 gallons for 2.2 pounds of wheat, according to estimates from the Water Footprint Network. Okay, so Kay conceded that transparency and information sharing is key to his business getting a foothold among consumers also caught up in the farm to fork trend for which the notion of processing food in a lab may seem contradictory. He sees room in the market for the future for small, sustainable traditional farms, but consumers can be won over, proponents believe. You can and are more likely to tour Memphis Meats than tour slaughterhouses, Speck weighed in. She, says she expects farm-based production to continue to grow for higher margin products using sustainable practices. So they're now having lab-grown meat that is proliferating and being backed by the big companies and the ones with the billion dollars to put it on our plates. Overstand. So that is technology for this week. We're going to take a music moment and come back with herbnology. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and Grace, and I'm back with Herbnology. And I spoke on this herb earlier um, during the podcast, but I'd like to break it down even more, which is cilantro. And these are some benefits of cilantro, benefits and nutrition. Um, Cilantro is a popular herb around the globe, and it resembles flat-leaf parsley at first glance. But at first sniff, it transports you to the Mediterranean, Mexico, Asia, India, Cilantro gives a fresh boost of flavor without the addition of sea salt or other seasonings. This versatile herb is used in everything from guacamole and salsa to curries, noodle dishes, and chimichurri sauces from Argentina. Not only does this flavorful, bright herb have unlimited culinary applications, but surprisingly to many people, cilantro benefits the body and has many known healing properties. One of the reasons that cilantro is so unique is due to its versatility. While green and leafy, it brings fresh, nearly citrusy flavor to foods. Once it flowers, it produces the seeds, and the flavor of the leaves intensify. Plus, the coriander seeds that it yields contain their own health benefits. While still citrusy in nature, coriander has a warm, almost nutty flavor, making it a perfect complement for pickling, sausages, breads, and is one of the central spices in garam garam masala. Cilantro is rich in phytonutrients, flavonoids, and phenolytic compounds. It has vitamin A, vitamin K, folate, potassium, and cilantro is very low in saturated fat and cholesterol, and caloric value is nearly non-existent. Okay, and so with 
um, coriander, coriander, the seeds, has calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, and potassium. And while cilantro benefits stem from its vitamin content, coriander's nutritive qualities come from minerals, and yet it's still considered a good source of vitamin C, along with phosphorus, potassium, zinc, dietary fiber, calcium, iron, and magnesium. Coriander has been used for thousands of years to treat digestive upsets, gas, fungal, and bacterial infections, and to prevent food poisoning. Okay, so cilantro, as I mentioned earlier, rids the body of heavy metals. Arsenic, candomum, aluminum, lead, and mercury can become resident in our tissues, leading to heart disease, hormonal imbalances, neurological conditions, infertility as well. Cilantro is known scientifically as coriandum sativum, which has been shown to bind these toxic metals together, loosening them from tissues and facilitating their elimination from the body. One study found that coriandum sativum significantly protects against lead-induced oxidative stress, while another study found that cilantro actually accelerates, it actually accelerates the removal of heavy metals from the body. Also, like I said, it protects against oxidative stress and is linked to a wide variety of degenerative diseases and some types of cancers, heart disease, arthritis, Alzheimer's disease, macular degeneration, and more. So you need to protect against that oxidative stress. And so it lowers anxiety and improves sleep. Cilantro benefits your sleep cycle naturally and calms nerves and can improve sleep quality through its natural sedative process and effects. A recent study published in the Indian Journal of Pharmacology found that high levels of cilantro extract produce the same levels of anti-anxiety effects as the popular prescription drug Valium. So Valium side effects include confusion, hallucination, risk-taking behavior, aggression, memory problems, muscle weakness, and many more. And so cilantro can relieve anxiety and improve sleep without these potentially dangerous side effects. It also lowers blood sugar levels. Cilantro leaves and stems help to lower blood sugar levels in animal studies. The most significant study published in the Journal of Food Sciences showed that when diabetes has been diagnosed, cilantro helps support healthy liver function and helps to balance the blood sugar. And um, also it protects against cardiovascular disease. According to the American Heart Association, a diet rich in potassium is an important part of controlling blood pressure because it lessens the effects of sodium in the body. High blood pressure increases your risk of heart failure okay, and thickening of the heart muscle. In addition to helping low blood pressure, cilantro benefits actually helps to dissolve cholesterol buildup. It helps to dissolve the cholesterol buildup in the arteries, protecting against arterial sclerosis and heart disease. Okay, lowering blood pressure, reducing cholesterol, and protecting against damage associated with cardiac impairment. It's easy to see why we should all enjoy more cilantro. It also helps to prevent urinary tract infections. Urinary tract infections may be caused by E. coli staphylococcus bacteria, sexual activity, genetics, or diabetes. Cilantro's antibacterial compounds 
help to keep the urinary tract healthy and free from unhealthy bacteria in a healthy alkaline environment. In addition to cilantro, coriander seeds are helpful in relieving symptoms if a urinary tract infection does occur. Simply soak one and a half teaspoons of dried coriander seeds overnight in two cups of water, strain and drink. Or just add to your morning smoothie. It would help to relieve the discomfort and pain associated with a UTI and help to speed up your healing. It also settles digestive upset. Cilantro has been used throughout the world for thousands of years to settle nauseous um, stomachs, prevent gas and bloating, relieve indigestion and heartburn, and to ease stomach cramps. It aids in efficient digestion by helping to produce digestive enzymes that aid in the breakdown of food. And it also protects against food poisoning. Cilantro benefits not only detox the body, but also protects it from infection and toxins. It's a natural antibacterial properties, helps to protect against both food and waterborne diseases, including food poisoning, dysentery, salmonella, cholera, um, cholera, and particularly listeria. Research published in the International Journal of Food Microbiology studied dill, coriander, eucalyptus, and found that cilantro was particularly effective in fighting listeria. And it also helps support healthy menstrual function. Coriander seeds from cilantro actually help support healthy menstrual function by helping regulate proper endocrine gland function, and the hormones that regulate the menstrual cycles. In addition, coriander can help reduce the bloating, cramps, and pain during your menstrual cycle. And it prevents neurological inflammation. Neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, and certain brain tumors are associated with chronic inflammation. A study published in the Molecular Neurobiology found that diets high in turmeric, pepper, clove, ginger, garlic, cinnamon, and coriander help to prevent the inflammation associated with these devastating diseases. Researchers noted that lifestyle factors of individuals with diets rich in these nutrients showed lower instances of neurological degeneration. And it also protects against colon cancer, Okay, researchers believe that coriander can protect against colon cancer by reducing cholesterol levels and increasing the excretion of sterile compounds and bile. This process decreases toxic levels at the colon, therefore lowering the risk of cancer. And it soothes skin irritation. Cilantro is used both internally and externally as a remedy for skin irritation, including hives, sunburns, and poison ivy. It's a natural antihistamine, helps to calm the immune system response against allergens. Flesh, fresh cilantro blended with coconut oil can be blended together and applied topically to soothe sunburns, dry skin, poison ivy, and hives caused by an allergic reaction. To get all the cilantro benefits, Instead of blending with coconut oil, blend with water and strain. Apply the cilantro to the skin and drink the remaining juice. This two-pronged approach is particularly helpful when seeking relief due to allergic reaction. 
So hopefully ones will go shopping during the week and pick up a couple of bundles of cilantro and find new ways to add cilantro and coriander seeds into your diet as it is of the nature of the Most High that we are blessed with health and strength and fortification. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace.
that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape. Your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. We're going to start off in um, the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary with the meaning of Jeremiah. Jeremiah whom Jehovah sets up, whom Jah establishes. Jehovah will enthrone, Jah will set on high, exaltation of Jehovah. Besides the prophet Jeremiah, there are several Israelitish men by the name, by this name in the Bible. First Chronicles 524, 12.4, um, 2 Kings 23.31, and others. The metaphysical meaning of Jeremiah which I mentioned in the praise up, is spiritual faith. Spiritual faith, demanding that all religious thought be true in observance of divine law. The individual who has faith is very courageous spiritually, but in outer consciousness, such as one may be timid and shrinking when directed by the Spirit of the Lord to testify to the truth, as was Jeremiah. See Jeremiah 1, 4-10. When ignorance and wickedness rule, faith is bound in the dungeon of materiality. When the extremity is great and the unusual human aids are powerless, the ruling will turns to submerge faith and ask the outcome. Jeremiah is called the sorrowful prophet because he nearly always looked on the dark side and prophesied evil. When one's faith is pressed upon by the thoughts of discouragement, in condemnation, one should deny belief in material bondage and affirm, affirm the living substance of spirit as the one reality. King Zedekiah set Jeremiah free and gave him a daily loaf of bread, which represents denial and affirmation. Stimulate your faith in God by thinking of it, by using it, by thinking of it and by using it. Faith is man's most marvelous faculty, whom Jehovah sets up. And if you have it in the very smallest degree, a grain of a mustard seed, you can remove mountains. Jeremiah 37, 4-21. In Jeremiah 36, Jeremiah represents the exalted state of consciousness that connects us with the divine mind, the exaltation of Jehovah. He is that in us which intuitively discerns the divine law and seeks to impress it on the will, the king. The meaning of Jeremiah's being shut up in the court of the guard so that he cannot go with his message into the house of Jehovah is that a separation in consciousness has been built up between the wisdom and the will. The will has taken possession of the life in the organism and has excluded the wisdom. 
Jeremiah in Jeremiah 26, 8 to 16 represents the spiritual consciousness connecting us with a divine mind. Spiritual consciousness sees the result of neglecting to make daily contact with the Most High in prayer and in observance with divine law and prophecies disaster like that which came to Shiloh. Okay, so we have to enthrone the Most High and establish Jah's will set on high and the exaltation of divine law and faith within our spirit. And also mentioned in the praise up was a verse from Timothy. And Timothy means worshiping God, honored of God, honoring God, veneration of God, prized of God, and valued of God. Timothy. A Christian convert who helped Paul much in his ministry. Acts 16.1 and 1 Timothy 1.2. Metaphysically, Timothy means inspired reason united with faith. Inspired reason united with faith, also zeal. The word Timothy means worshiping God, honoring God, honored of God, prized of God. He was the son of a Jewish that believed, but his father was a Greek. A Greek symbolizes intellectual reasoning. The Jews often called any Gentile by the term Greek. Gentiles signify the outer sense consciousness in man. A Jewish that believed would have referenced here to our faith in God and our love for him. Timothy, therefore, represents an idea in us that has an inception in the union between our intellectual reasoning and our inner spiritual qualities of faith and love. So we understand Timothy to symbolize inspired reason united with faith and zeal. Paul in 2 Timothy 1.5 writes of the unfeigned faith that was in Timothy that dwelt first in his grandmother Lois and in his mother Eunice. So we have to have a veneration of God and honor and worship and value of the Most High. And have our faith and zeal united with reason in these trying times. Understand? And Deuteronomy. The meaning of Deuteronomy is the repetition of the law. The reinstatement of the law. The reinstatement of the law. Understand? You know? It's named Deuteronomy because it rehearses or retells the law. The fifth book of the Bible, and supposed to have been written by Moses, authorities, however, seem to disagree with it, but at the same time, it rehearses and retells the law. And that's what we have to do in our walk, in our daily life. And Revelation. Revelation is an unveiling, a disclosure of truth. An unveiling, a disclosure of truth. Making known that which is hidden, the revelation of Christ to all men is the ultimate revelation. Divine revelation is much more common than understood. The spirit of truth is revealing the hidden wisdom to thousands on every hand. Poets and writers of truth are being inspired of the Most High. Quiet citizens in every walk of life are the recipients of the divine word. Every man who earnestly asks for divine guidance, who has earnestly desired to do right in the sight of the Most High, and man is being taught by the Holy Spirit. So we're being taught by the Holy Spirit, by the disclosure 
of truth. And finally, exodus. The meaning of exodus, to exit, departure, going out, decease. The second book of the Pentateuch and the second book of our Bible is supposed to have been written by Moses, but authorities disagree on this. It is called Exodus because it deals with the children of Israel leaving Egypt. Exodus refers to the deliverance of man's highest religious and spiritual thoughts from the obscurity, from the darkness and ignorance of the Egyptian consciousness. Overstand. The deliverance of man's highest religious and spiritual thoughts from the obscurity, the darkness and ignorance of the Egyptian consciousness. Our mind of the flesh, we make our exodus when we die to sin and we are born anew to righteousness in Yeshua HaMashiach, in Jesus Christ, overstand. Exodus, in Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. Through what are the bad and the ups and outs, I am still Sometimes it's so hard to leave all the pain away in the past I'm gonna make my joy forever lasting Even through the ups and downs, even all the times I frown On my bed I've been made into some good cause we made it If not even smarter Now voices creep in my head Say I might as well forget it all Got all this fight inside me Pray to God that she give me All the hunger I need to proceed Do you feel me? They tried to beat me down Box me in, break my kin But in the end All we did was win Made it through the ups and downs Made it past the times I frown On my bed being changed for the good Yes, we made it Yeah, we're here, yeah, we're here Right on time Them bad times was hard Yet I worked through those parts I'm so blessed, I was stressed Never down long enough, cause I'm gon' keep my head high Never down long enough, cause I'm gon' keep my head high 
Blessings and grace. I'd like to thank you for joining me again for another offering of Woman Wednesday. And I'd like to show love to the frequency that helped accompany um, the information. That was just Amira Simone Triumph, followed by Sun Ra Godspell, Celestine Peace and Love, Sun Ra Dedicated to Nature's God, Courtney Nebula, Desiree Sludem and Dunn, Bodhisattva featuring Tracy Chapman, Crossroads, Jametta Rose, America, Georgia Ann Muldrow, Personal, Etna, Free, B. Jamel, Tough, Sister Asha, Wait a Minute, 30 Over 70, Local Knowledge, Kavina, Incubator, Dawn Tillman, Fine Strength, Clear Angel, Praises Be, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Brajaka, Earthology, Sarak, The First Mother, and John Nine, Legitimate. Blessing, strength, and love to all. Thank mm-hmm. you.